0: heart 180 is about the heart and also 180 stands for the seconds so the optimum time in terms of the mission is to get a defibrillator within 180 seconds of every Australian. And this is becoming more and more prevalent. You know, A week's not going by at the moment where either someone we know or a sports person or, or someone on the news is suffering a heart attack or a stroke. And ultimately the ability to save that person comes down to having someone nearby that can do CPR is first and foremost. Secondly, getting on the triple O emergency operator to actually give you directions in terms of what you should do and get help on the way as quickly as you can. But then thirdly is actually to, in quite a lot of cases, to have a defibrillator either access or handy nearby. Hi, I'm Scott Carpenter, Pharmacy Business Director at
1: Heart 180. And I'm Nick Salkald, CEO of Community Care Chemist, and you're listening to the Pharmacy Business and Career Network podcast. Welcome to the Pharmacy Business and Career Network podcast, brought to you by the Pharmacy Guild of Australia focusing on pharmacy management and ownership. The PBCN podcast supports the improvement and growth of your business performance with insights and advice from a range of industry professionals. The PBCN podcast, supporting your journey every step of the way.
2: The statistics are quite alarming. One Australian has a heart attack or stroke every four minutes. Heart Week from May 2nd to 8th is a timely reminder to raise awareness about the importance of heart health and heart health checks for more at-risk Australians. And if the heart attack isn't to be prevented, ensuring access to a defibrillator within 180 seconds is vital in saving a life. With over 5,900 community pharmacies across Australia, it is our goal to ensure pharmacies across the nation help play a vital role in supporting the health of all Australians. This includes being a defibrillator access point should a member of the public nearby need it. Joining us today to talk more about this is Scott Carpenter, Pharmacy Business Director at Heart 180, and Nick Solkeld from Community Care Chemist to share their experiences. We'll start with Scott. And of course, we also have Nick Solkeld from Community Care Pharmacy joining us. Welcome to the show, Nick. What made you decide to have a defib in your pharmacies?
1: Community care chemists, we've had a long association with DFibs. We've We first installed a defibrillator back in 2013 and then has since installed defibs at uh, all our pharmacies, our office location and also our delivery vehicles. We really found that having a DFib in pharmacies is really in recognition of the, the place that pharmacies have in communities. We're very much health destinations And it's not uncommon for people who are acutely or chronically unwell to be attending a community pharmacy. So it really just made sense to have available that health service to ensure that we could provide care if we needed to. More recently, uh, we've engaged with Scott and Guy Leach via the Heart 180 initiative. And what we're doing with them is just ensuring that the defibs that we already have in place are functioning, noting that you do need to replace them every three years or so, particularly with respect to battery life. On a side note though, Community Care Chemist is a profit for purpose pharmacy group. So that means that any surpluses that we have are reinvested back into the communities we serve and we do that to support health initiatives. So as part of that over the last 10 years, we've actually contributed over $100,000 worth of defibrillators to local community groups and some sporting organisations that are in need of a defibrillator. So the whole concept has been pretty
2: present in the, in the organisation for the last 10 years. That is an outstanding contribution to the community. Congratulations and, of course, on behalf of your communities, thank you so much for that. You talk about it making sense to have defibs in your locations because the pharmacies are health destinations. Now, I understand you've had a recent experience of needing to use a defib for a patient. Can you share that with us? Actually,
1: only a couple of weeks ago, a defib was needed at one of our pharmacies to assist a patient in distress. In this case, the person actually wasn't in the pharmacy. In fact, they'd collapsed in an adjacent retail store. Uh, that store didn't have a DFib available. To be frank, very few businesses actually have DFibs available when needed. On this occasion, the employee at the retail outlet knew that Community Care Canvas had a DFib and sent someone to come and collect it. Whilst they were getting the defib, other people nearby provided CPR. There was an off-duty ambulance officer nearby. So when it arrived, it was used, CPR was provided, patient was then transported to hospital and from all accounts, the patient is actually recovering well. So
2: it's a pretty good outcome. It is an amazing outcome and obviously an important point that you have a defib in your locations. Obviously, with such an important piece of equipment, you can't just stick it in a pharmacy and say, hey, we have a Dfib we've ticked a box, You know, aren't we great? What sort of training have you undertaken with the staff to educate them on its use? And also the businesses in and around the pharmacy who might need to access the Dfib
1: It's a very good point. And it's interesting, since the uh, incident at one of the stores only a couple of weeks ago, we've not just found how how important it is to actually have a DfiB but also the importance of raising awareness that they actually have one on site. So because of that situation, we've actually thought, hey, what can we do to assist this? So we've updated window signage and things like that to raise awareness that we actually have one there for use when needed. In terms of training, all our team members at Community Care Chemists are encouraged to maintain first aid certification. And that obviously includes annual CPR certification. And these These baseline skill sets essentially assist other programs such as our our pharmacy vaccination programs and annual CPR certification also includes an overview of how to use an AED. Regardless of that though, the beauty of a DFib, particularly an AED, is as long as you know where they are, they're very, very
2: simple to use. With that example earlier of somebody needing a defib and they were outside of the pharmacy, I'm curious because you make that comment about how they are easy to use. So I'm curious about who can use it. Let's say you have a situation where it is needed. Someone comes in and you or the staff grab the defib and you head out to the scene. However, when you get there, there's a few people around and someone says, hey, I know how to do that. Is it part of your process that only your trained pharmacists and staff can administer your DFib, or can anyone come and grab it and use it?
1: Good question and it's obviously recommended that people who are familiar with the use or trained to use it do use it. However, we don't always have that luxury and for them to be most effective, the sooner you use it, the better the outcome for the patient. So it's important not to delay use when needed. And as I said, the beauty of an AED is really the simplicity of their use.
2: What sort of advice would you have for other pharmacies out there who don't yet have a defib available for public access yet? Because I'm getting the sense that there's a real feeling of contributing back to the community and just generally making it feel more safer as a pharmacy owner.
1: Yeah, agreed. In this case, like only a couple of weeks ago, we were actually really thankful that we were in a position where we could assist the outcome of that patient. If we didn't have a D-fib, who knows what would have occurred. In terms of community pharmacies in general, like we're central to the health of the community and we're often the first point of call, or the first point of engagement for health concerns. We're very accessible, we're very convenient and we're really in a unique position to provide this service And I encourage all community pharmacists to consider installing
2: an AED. As you said, it is scary to think about that earlier example if you didn't have a defib available in the pharmacy. And it's quite scary as to how frequently heart issues occur. I think the recent example of Shane Warne's death and even my own experience of just the other week in an RPM class at the gym that I was participating in, someone had a heart attack. And they are timely reminders to also get health checks and, and just not ignore the warnings. Now, luckily in the gym, we had a DFib available and, and the staff swung into action and it definitely helped until the ambulance arrived. What sort of advice would you give to our listeners about the types of health checks that they should be undertaking or, or some of the signs that might prompt them to get checked?
1: Firstly, the death of warning was obviously a real shock for everyone. And knowing, knowing that we're soon entering Health Week and also by coincidence Australia's big blood pressure check, which is throughout the whole month of May, I encourage everyone with risk factors including high blood pressure, cholesterol, diabetes, even those who smoke to consult their GP for a cardiovascular disease risk calculation. Heart Foundation also has great resources online including the Heart Age Checker. Alternatively, one of the simplest and I guess the least invasive ways of determining your risk of heart disease, stroke or diabetes is to know your numbers. And know your numbers involve simple tests, most of which are available from your pharmacy, and they include a blood pressure test, measuring your weight and BMI, assessing other risk factors including health conditions, if there's history in the family or any sort of lifestyle factors that increase the likelihood of a heart attack or stroke. At community care chemists, we're very fortunate to also have pharmacists, diabetes educators available who can measure blood glucose and non-fasting cholesterol on site.
2: Know your numbers. It's great advice and obviously very accessible at community pharmacies. Nick, great chat. Thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your experiences around having a defib in your community pharmacies. Thanks for having me, Daniel. Thanks so much for joining us today. It's great to chat to you and continue to raise awareness on what is such a critical issue because it's definitely a confronting statistic that one Australian every four minutes is suffering a heart attack or a stroke because it literally could be anyone you know or pass in the street. It's a big problem to take on. So, a couple of questions here. How do you approach it? What's your mission at Heart 180? And how did you get involved in the cause yourself? Thanks,
0: Daniel. That's a really good question. I I might start with how I got involved, Uh, and a little bit of a story here was that uh, I uh, had two decades of a career in the pharmacy industry, which we might talk a little bit later on about, and. that came to a, an end about five years ago due to a business restructure. And uh, whilst initially, as you know, most people might have to deal with that as you know, what's next? What do you do? I guess I just decided to go with the flow and see what happened. And ultimately, from a, a mental health and a fitness perspective, I took up hiking. Now I live in Victoria. You know, within two to three hours, I've got access to some of the you know the best landscapes in Australia. And on this one particular um, weekend, I was up hiking near Falls Creek. And within the space of about two hours, um, I missed getting struck by lightning three times. Now, here's the connection. Because um, when when you're talking defibrillation, it's about electric shock, electric charge. And, uh, you know, this happened prior to me getting involved with the Heart 180. But I guess that weekend, I drove down off the mountain. And uh, you see in the car for two hours driving back home. And i I'm just sitting there thinking, well, you know, obviously, it wasn't my day to go today. There must be a reason that I'm still here. There must be something that I've got to do. And within the next two weeks, I received a, a phone call from Guy Leach, who, which referred to me through some pharmacy contracts to, uh, to see if I could help him with uh, his mission. So let's talk about the Heart 180 mission and Guy's mission. Heart 180 is about the heart and also 180 stands for the seconds. So the optimum time in terms of the mission is to get a defibrillator within 180 seconds of, of every Australian. And this is becoming more and more prevalent. You know, A week's not going by at the moment where either someone we know or um, a sports person or, or someone on the news is suffering as you call a heart attack or a stroke. And ultimately, the the ability to save that person comes down to having someone nearby that can do CPR is first and foremost. Secondly, getting on the triple O emergency operator to actually give you directions in terms of what you should do and get a help on the way as quickly as you can. But then thirdly is actually to, in quite a lot of the cases, to have a defibrillator either accessed or handy nearby. But if I come back to, and I guess just summarise that slightly, is that five years ago, I guess I knew a little bit about defibrillators. I certainly knew Guy Leach, having grown up with him, certainly within my era. I had no knowledge of um, his experience with uh, having lost a mate. you know, and, And as you said, you've had him on before, talking around that, as to how he got involved with it as well. And now, I guess, my foray into the pharmacy industry. So, you know, what we're doing in terms of approaching it is working really closely with the Guild with our own separate mission, and that is to get a defibrillator within every pharmacy in Australia by 2025.
2: You mentioned Guy Leach and that mission of getting a DfiB in every pharmacy. As you said, Guy Leach is the founder of Heart 180 and you mentioned that we'd had Guy as a guest on the podcast previously. It was exactly two years ago. I looked it up before we jumped on this call. So that was in 2020. Since we spoke to Guy, how has the awareness campaign and indeed, as we just mentioned, the pharmacy support of your mission progressed and developed?
0: Under the circumstances of what I'll call the the two years of COVID, I think we've done really, really well. Big kudos and thanks to the Pharmacy Court of Australia, the team at the national level, the team at the state levels have been really good. In fact, when Guy approached me to come on board with this, one of the first things I did was phone around a few contacts and a few pharmacists that I knew. And what I was, I guess, buoyed about in terms of getting involved with this is that no one thought that having DFibs in the pharmacy was going to be a bad idea. So the reality is we got the ball rolling. We've got the partnership with the Pharmacy Guild of Australia. So for anyone listening, you can go to the Guild website, um, type in, uh, in the search criteria, the heart 180, and you'll see there the, the mission from our perspective. We've ourselves, because Guy is a distributor, as well as the mission, guys is a distributor of um, heart sign defibrillators. So we've put over 500 DFibs into pharmacies, ourselves in the last two years. And as I said, that was with the disruption of COVID. We estimate, based on the knowledge and a few ringing around and understanding from APP contacts, that we believe that in excess of 2,000 of the 5,900 pharmacies now have defibrillators in place. And we're already starting to see the the results of that because we're seeing, I guess, once the defib gets used, you have to replace the battery pad cartridge and so when that happens, you know we get involved in terms of following up, making sure that the team are okay, um, getting an understanding as to what's happened with the patient. And so we're starting to see now that um, pharmacies have become integral to saving lives in their community as a result of this.
2: You mentioned earlier that you have a background in pharmacy and also that you spent some time uh, around contacting and sounding out pharmacies in those early days, and that no one thought it was a bad idea to have a DfiB in their pharmacy. So, from your experience, what advice would you give to pharmacies that perhaps don't already have a DFIB in their business?
0: If you don't have one, certainly go and have a read or, or talk to your peers or garner some knowledge on it or even give um, myself or Guy Letch call. We're certainly happy to take calls. So so my role with Guy is specifically the pharmacy business manager. Whilst he works obviously across the nation, across many, many businesses and industries, I'm specifically working within the pharmacy industry with him. And so we're happy to chat with you about that. You know, In terms of why would you do it, as I said, we're getting the results now that Pharmacists are talking to us and communicating to us and, and letting us know that you know they've been in a position where someone from out in the street has come to the pharmacy and, and the immediate question is, do you have a defibrillator here? So, so even irrespective of what Guy and myself and the pharmacy guild thought was going to be a good idea, customers in the street have more and more become to expect that the pharmacy is the community health hub and that you should be in a position to help them in this instance. And, and the re- other reason that it's important, Daniel, too, is that emergency service response is as fast as it can be at the time. And you know, pre-COVID, it was about eight minutes to have um, paramedics attend a metro location, and we know that with the COVID period that that became a lot longer. So in terms of the optimum time of 180 seconds to get a defib onto a patient, we've got instances now where someone's walked into the pharmacy, said, quick help. We've had someone drop out in the street. We've run triple O. Triple O have sent us here to see if you've got a defibrillator. Yes, we've got one. And someone goes out with it and, and someone starts um, using it. And and the good thing with the defibrillators are that they're voice command control. And the other thing that's happened in recent times, particularly with the vaccination program, is that pharmacists and pharmacy teams involved in the vaccination program have to have a higher level of first aid and CPR training, which these days includes training on how to use a defibrillator. So they're they're comfortable with it at the best times anyway. Daniel, I think I could say too, I had a couple of conversations with pharmacists around, you know, but I've got one in my shopping center, so I don't necessarily need it in my pharmacy. And that's okay as long as you can check the time frame it would take you to get a defib out of the shopping centre because we know in some instances the defibs are locked up in the centre manager's office and sometimes in the cleaner storeroom. and so they're not actually as accessible as they should be. So in that instance, I think it's even more important that the pharmacy have one as well. The other one that we've come across too is that Quite a few pharmacies that are joined with a medical centre, you'll find that the medical centre will have a defib as part of their kit. And again, that's okay because that's that's got easy access to it as, as long as it's not uh, locked up at the time that the pharmacy's um, open at the same time, for example.
2: It's clearly a great initiative. It has real application and, of course, a real need in the community. And as you said, people have come to expect community pharmacies to have a defib and, and they are actively seeking those out in emergencies. So for those that do have one in their pharmacy, how would you encourage them to promote their availability so people know that it is a destination to go and get a defib in case of an emergency?
0: What we've um, set up here at Heart 180, and, and again, um, on the basis that, as I said, we we've, we've put out over 500 d into pharmacy, but we know that there's over 2,000 out there. So, so it's not we're not the only place that distributes d but we're very comfortable with the, the service and the and the product and the 24/7 backup that we provide. So, part of that package that we provide is we can provide a pharmacy with social media templates um, that they can use. And uh, for anyone listening today, if, if you wanted to have a look at a couple, um, you could just contact me and I can, uh, can flick you through a couple we've done for pharmacies. So, so in terms of letting the community know, social media these days, as you'd appreciate, is very big. So promoting on a regular basis in your Instagram, with your tweets, with your uh, Facebook communications, I think is really important. Second is to actually have a defib located here sticker um, at any entrance to your pharmacy. Thirdly would be to actually have the defib hanging very visible in or near your dispensary area or in or near your your register counter so that people see that it's there because you might not need it today but then the day comes that you might need it, the first thing you're going to think of was a blade. Oh, yes, I've seen one in the pharmacy. The other thing too is that with the, the social media template that we can put together for people, it's also can be printed into like little bag stuff that you can put in with the prescription bags and things like that. So the other thing that is available through Guy Leach and Heart 180, and we've done this with a couple of pharmacies, is that if a pharmacy team wants to actually organize a virtual or online sudden cardiac arrest awareness training with Guy Leach, he's more than happy to to dial in. Um, In some cases, he can actually do it on site depending on where you're located. But certainly with the advent of technology these days, it's very easy for him to to dial in. So if a pharmacy team wanted to organise an online event where their customers dial in or whether they want to organise it in a a local club or training room facility, then again, uh, if Guy can be there, he would be there or he could dial into that event
2: as well. Scott? Great advice, great chat. Thank you so much for the important work that you do on this front, but also for joining us today and sharing some updates and advice around Heart 180 and the important work that you do.
0: It's been my pleasure. And as you can tell, I'm, I have become very passionate about it and I've been really pleased in the last months that we've actually had two lives saved where the defibs that we've put into pharmacies have been used to recover the patients.
2: Hear, hear, couldn't agree more. Thanks to Nick for sharing his experience and Scott for sharing his mission. It is clear that pharmacy is such an appropriate access point to help solve this problem, both in the prevention and the emergency response when needed. For more information on defibrillators, visit the Guild website at guild.org.au and for Heart Week information, visit heartfoundation.org. I've been your host, Daniel Oyston, and you've been listening to episode 96 of the PBCN podcast
1: the PBCN podcast, supporting your journey every step of the way. For more resources, to access support or advice, or to view this episode's show notes, visit guild.org.au.